Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. I just want to show T-Bob. Yeah, I'll look for Here we I can't tell if this is rock or country or. It's definitely rock. Like, yeah, but it's got like a little bluegrass. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Good callback. Beck. Is there any other Solid band? The same. Is there any other band that has a million songs that are awesome that this the, you, you can't know the name of this? The only way you know the name of the song is if you just know it because it's not actually any of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually that's actually like, uh, Led Zeppelin has so many songs like that where you it's the title has nothing and nothing to do with the lyrics. I mean, it's got a little bluegrass feel to it though. Well, that's even like. Uh... There's one part of uh, the the Nutcracker in the Dolls Dance when it hits this random like uh, it, it's just I can't explain it. It's good even though this is Tchaikovsky composing in the 19th century, you know, in the 1800s. It it, it has this like random country hoedown sort of feel. I, I I can find you the the clip. It's 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 funny to watch how I don't know music evolves. Also, this song has just a lot of different vibes that it goes through. Yeah, uh, and isn't it what's it like fourteen minutes long or seven minutes long or something? It's uh six minutes. Long. Okay, yeah. seven minutes. Do we like a minutes. good intro to like a good song? In which way? Just like a good two to three minute. Like I'm gonna slow play myself right. into before I say a word. Also, Led Zeppelin. Mm. Another thing of Led Zeppelin, they like to do that. It's a lot of those I classic like rock kind of drug infused times. Yeah, they were just Pink Floyd, like a slow yeah, yeah. ominous build. Boom. I mean, I like it if I'm of the right mind to really engage with it. And uh, I certainly like it if I'm at the concert. Uh, it's not maybe the most uh, casual of listening, some of that Pink Floyd is. No, you not know? really. You're probably served best by some sort of psychedelics going into it. 
Um, like the Grateful Dead or something along those lines, obviously. Fleetwood Mac used to do it a lot. Yeah. I, mean, a lot of those, I would yeah. say, I mean, I might be wrong here, and genre arguments are something I don't really care to get into because I don't know, but I feel like Fleetwood Mac would fall into that classic rock kind of yeah, broad definitely. catch-all that I'm yeah. throwing all these bands into. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Zeppelin does have a few songs that it absolutely categorizes country, says Matt C., uh, Black Country Woman, Hot Dog, Going to California, oh. Going to California is fantastic. Battle of Evermore is fantastic. I mean, I mean, look, Zeppelin has Lord of the Rings lyrics, of course. Of course, they were always going to be my favorite. Also, that's what the canon raised me on. Uh, when the Levee Breaks will always be my pregame song to get fired up. You're going to probably appreciate that driving. <laughs> just really getting you ready to fight someone. Um, all right, hour three, we got uh, Munchies with Chef Michael Johnson uh, coming up next. We didn't get into the bowl games last night, but as I said earlier in the show, uh, USC absolutely dominates uh, Louisville. And again, miss me with any uh, ACC of Florida State arguments. I don't care. Again, nothing that happens in bowl season has anything to do with the argument at the time, whatever. Uh, but the big story is Miller Moss, who had never started a game, the quarterback, 23 of 33, 370, and six touchdowns through the air. A Holiday Bowl record, a USC Bowl game record, and a Pac-12 Bowl game record. And remember the big news, Malachi Nelson, the former five-star, number one player in the country, transferring out of USC. We said at the time, we felt like that was because Lincoln Riley basically said, no, you're like, Moss is better, right? And, um, well, this would maybe speak to some confirmation yeah. of that, Jake. Like, all of a sudden, the quarterback situation at SC, not nearly as dire as uh, it was painted out to be. Yeah, and one thing to remember, Louisville played their guys. Louisville was fired up to be in the Holiday Bowl. Like, it's not like they had a ton of opt-outs. And in fact, USC was a team that had a ton of opt-outs in this matchup. Yeah. And I think Louisville might have had four, and only one was like a true full-time starter. So they had their guys, and they had their coaching staff uh, on both sides of the football, and they were six and a half, I believe, is what it closed at point favorites and so USC they came out and really dominated every time Louisville tried to make a run Miller Moss and company would shut it down so that I mean that was a that was a good showing for USC certainly gives them momentum as they head into next season which of course like LSU will see them the first game next season and it's interesting I, I said this on uh, snaps I don't think we had the conversation here but if you were like wanted to go full USC sunshine pumper and I feel a little bit of this with A&M as well. I know they lost, but I do feel this with them. Do they have a mass exodus? Yes. But is it kind of what, like, is it a trimming of the fat? Is it a natural, like, a natural sort of a culling of maybe some of the culture that you don't want in your team anyway, right? Like, the guys want to leave, well, good riddance, we don't need you here. And, and maybe that's just being overly optimistic, but, like, last night, that was a USC team that wanted to be there. The guys that got their opportunity to play didn't take it for granted. They weren't worried about me. They they were bought in to the team. And so it, it'll be like, like bowl games still matter for the guys that love football, right? And the guys that yeah. may never get to play again. And the guys that played last night for SC definitely cared to be there. And so I wonder, while you may have lost a lot of star power, uh, did you almost gain in character power? Uh, for SC, and I wonder if you're going to see that same thing at Texas A&M. 
two teams that really tried to build hard through, you know, come be a star, come make money, maybe now need to, you still need some of that. You can't completely ignore that, but maybe they kind of lost their way in terms of building the, the culture. And so now this is almost like a natural rubber band effect. We'll see. Just some interesting food for thought. Going to have a completely new defensive staff, obviously, next year. And and I love those hires. I do think some of what you're saying is certainly true about trimming some of the fat. Yeah. And I don't want to call every player into there, but there were some five-star guys that probably got to campus and were expecting something to be given to them. Yeah. And it wasn't, and they had to go out there and work for it. They weren't the player that they thought they were, and they weren't ready to do the work to be that player. And that's why you see five-star guys, now three-star guys in the portal. Because they've been evaluated, and that's what the talent evaluators think of their game now. Mm -hmm. And USC's got probably like five or six of those guys. Like, really, honestly, Tackett Curtis was the only one that kept all of his stars from high school to him entering the portal. So... Come on, Tackers. I mean, Come on, home. It, it might be something where, you know, you, you get rid of some of those guys that had a little bit of entitlement. You're bringing a new defensive staff. Somebody that's been at UCLA, so he's had to work with less. Not, I mean, not bad players, but less than what USC had talent-wise. It could be a completely different team. Uh, I've got a little game for the room to play. Uh, Jesse, I don't know. You probably don't follow nearly as much college football as we do. Me and Jake are... So deep in the forest, you know, whatever. You, I just, it's, I have no perspective. Beck, after uh, learning everything that you know today, maybe you will randomly know this. Jake, you might have a shot. Name me one West Virginia football player. Oh, um, uh, the quarterback is uh, the guy he transferred like a million times. It's uh, not JT Daniels anymore. No, no, it's. Um, Oh, he runs a lot. Uh, it's not Schrader. Uh, he was Schrader, Schrader was for yeah, yeah. He but he was at West Virginia. He transferred from West Virginia. No, Gary Schrader transferred from Mississippi State. Oh, wait, uh, who am I thinking of? I don't know what I'm. Thinking I think of. you're thinking of Keaton Slovis. Maybe yeah, but He's I don't think Slovis no, played for West Virginia this year. Yeah, oh, I can't. Man, that sucks. I know. I know who he. I know. I know his name, but he. He is. So the exercise is proving out kind of what I expected. Yeah, I have yeah. no answer. I mean, Jake knows more college football than anybody no, I know. Can I know, you name like, one I, West Virginia football player? Okay, I know Devin Carter, the receiver, but he didn't play in the bowl game. I don't think. <laughs> uh, I, I did not see his name, but you named one. Yeah, you named one, but I don't think you played the bowl game. Um, it's crazy, and yet. Neil Brown, who I thought was a dead man walking, who I was not a fan of, who I constantly yelled at to be fired. He just went nine and four. So West Virginia beats UNC 30 to 10 in the bowl game, the Mayo Bowl. Neil Brown gets the Mayo Bowl. He went nine and four in a year where they lost on a Hail Mary to Houston that had no business happening and blew a 28 point fourth quarter lead against Oklahoma State. Yeah. I mean, we are talking deadly close to 11 and two, and you can't name a single player. They sounds like. Like reading off the box score feels like a uh, like you're playing NCAA football. Garrett Green threw a 75 yard was. touchdown. Yeah, Garrett Green, yes. Garrett Green threw a 75 yard touchdown to Traylon Ray. He was also their leading rusher. I knew he he was a, he, he. I know he's a dual threat guy. That's why I knew. I knew that. Beanie Bishop Jr. had a 78 yard punt return uh, interception. You know, punt return yeah. for a touchdown. Michael Hayes with three field oh, goals. Oh, you know who we forgot. I remember Cedric uh, Donaldson was their beast running back, but did uh, he play? Cole Taylor. There was, uh, oh, tight yeah, end tight end. Oh, 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 true. Shoe. Ah. True. Yeah, it doesn't even look like maybe Donaldson played. Maybe he's hurt. Uh, did Cole Taylor? Cole Taylor had two catches, 33 yards. Oh, yeah, look at that. There it is. Yeah. Where is this Kellen Taylor? Did he change his name? 
Oh, Cole Taylor on West Virginia receiving. Yeah. No, for some reason the 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 Google box score has Kellen Taylor. Oh, I don't know. Uh, he, he caught thirty five. He had thirty five catches for four hundred and forty four yards and four touchdowns this year. So I guess whatever. The bigger point of this is West Virginia had a tough schedule. Either they were dead in the water, and all of a sudden you look up the nine and four, nearly ten wins, which means West Virginia will probably give Neil Brown a lifetime contract. Uh, I would still avoid any raises or getting too frisky here, West Virginia, <laughs> but still good on yeah. Neil Brown. Um, going going back, and that's a great point about West Virginia. I mean, great job that, that he's done. Um, I, I did look up how many people missed for Louisville compared to USC. So Louisville had four guys in the portal. Only one safety played 200-something snaps, so not even a full-time starter. Uh, they did have their top NFL safety, uh, Cameron Kelly. He played in the game. They missed a running back and a receiver, but everybody else played. USC, they had 13 guys miss because they're in the portal. And they also had their quarterback, of course, yeah. Caleb Williams, their top running back, their top receiver, and their top safety opt out for the NFL and still went out there and beat because a Louisville those, team that was ready to go. Those balls wanted to be there. The ones that did play, they got yeah. their opportunity. Bilbo says, can we talk about how bad the ACC was, especially Louisville, and that this further proves the CFP committee was right about leaving out FSU. This further proves nothing. Those decisions were made without the future in mind. It was what you had done until that point. I really don't know how hard this point, how, how this point is so hard uh, for people to grasp. Uh, that, that like, yeah, and then, we, yeah, when FSU loses to Georgia, you're going to be like, I told you, that's not the same FSU team. Everybody's opted out. Keon Coleman's now opted out as well. Literally every single FSU NFL player is going to get ready for the league because you broke them. You broke them, playoff committee. I hope you're happy, Pooh Corrigan. Um, Pooh Corrigan. Yeah, you, love, you love a good being able to poo. poo. Mark poops. He called the ish poop. Great uh, <coughs> Billy Madison quote. Um, anything to say about A&M? Pretty brutal losing Jalen Henderson on the first play of the game. Yeah, I, you kind of knew that was coming just with who they had out. You talk about not having your team. I mean, they had they had nobody. I mean, they were they had okay. Starting receiver, starting quarterback, starting edge, starting safety, starting defensive tackle, both starting corners, starting tight end, starting safety, uh, another starting receiver, another starting linebacker, another starting defensive mm. tackle, starting right guard, another starting safety. Mm. All missed because of transfer portal or because they opted out. 31-23, not that bad then kind of actually losing your quarterback on the first play of the game. Um, how about Gundy, though? Another 10-win season God, gosh, for Gosh, the most Gundy. improbable 10-win season after losing, getting your ass whipped against South Alabama at home and then getting beat like they did against UCF, 45-3, to I think it was. Yeah, 45-3. to Yeah, and, and you still find a way to win 10 games. And then how about... Uh, Despite all the incredible offenses we've seen at Oklahoma State through the year at times, so this year was not one of them. No. Uh, but Alan Bowman last night became the first Cowboy ever to throw for four hundo. Alan Bowman, Texas Tech. How that's crazy even, that's is even that? Hard to believe. I know. No. No. Yeah, no Mason other. Rudolph and yeah. you had uh, Whedon at yeah. quarterback. Whedon, yeah, he was like twenty. He was like twenty-eight. Yeah, he's at least thirty-six. There. Never hit. Never hit four hundo. Dude, they had Oklahoma State last night. You had two. Mike Gundy at quarterback in a year that has but he had been Thurman Thomas and Barry Sanders. So. Defined by Ollie Gordon running the ball. Last night they had two receivers with at least 10 grabs and 150s of the air. Nobody's done that in a bowl game since 1996. 
Gundy is such a weird coach. It's and he's now twelve. Weird. He's now twelve and six in bowl games. Those twelve wins tie him with Lou Holtz, Urban Meyer, and Tom Osborne for six most all time. Yo, that's incredible. He's been the coach there since Les left. Yeah, that's true. It's been a minute. That's true. It's my sophomore year in college. Yeah, that's true. That's, like that's, he that's, has been there since two thousand and five. So wow, I'm both for sure. And they're not getting rid of him now. I mean, ten wins, a new Big Twelve that. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easier, but you're, you know, two big brands are leaving. You're adding some great teams, but I mean, I, they they could become the class of the Big Twelve. I don't yeah. know. No, they have they have opportunity to move up. Um, yeah, Big Twelve. I don't. Know, I can't even remember who's in the Big Twelve next year anymore. You got Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Jordan. All right, <laughs> let's go to break. When we get back, we got Munchies with Chef Michael Johnson. Keep it up. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. with Hester and T-Bob on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge and 94.7 ESPN Alexandria. Very prominent bass there. This garage band? Basically. This guitar makes it sound like garage band. It could be. Very well, it could be. It's one of the generic regions. Yeah, I'm about to say. This, this all has the feeling of a bunch of co- cobbled together stock parts. Yeah. To create a uh, just some, some very easy listening. Uh, all right, speaking of easy listening, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of every week where we talk to the Venus Flytrap master himself, Chef Michael Johnson, LSU executive chef. He answers all of your culinary queries. You may be like, what is T-Bob talking about? Well, after we got off last week, Chef texted me a picture of his new hobby, which appears to be raising Venus Flytraps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chef. How does one, um, as as you know, you're 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 constantly grinding, working, everything else. How does one find their way into a Venus flytrap hobby? You know, it's just one of those things that requires a lot of details and eye for details and stuff. And it, you know, like it takes some some attention and care. And you know, it's not for the faint of heart. Like it's easy to kill a Venus flytrap and. And watching them eat a fly is just, you know, like flies are dirty little creatures. <laughs> you know, like also, I never thought about that. As a chef, do you have like a lifelong like rivalry rivalry with flies? Like, sure, because you have to deal with them constantly. You know, it's a carnivorous plant, man. You know, and I, I, I have I have a lot of uh, respect for that. You know, instead of getting its nutrients from the ground, like it's a it's it's somewhat of a of a, a, a hunter, if you will. You know, it's yeah. got to be patient. And, you know, like I, I like that. Yeah. So you're telling me that you grew up loving Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis. <laughs> Bro, I watched. I have. I didn't finish it. I watched the first half of that uh, not long ago. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Fantastic yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, chef. So how does last one on the flytrap? How does one feed a Venus flytrap? Because I am and like how often? I am very curious. Yeah. So you only have to feed them like once every four months. But I oh. have three, three, three flytraps. So you, you know, like you, I got to catch three, three flies and. Um, the easiest way to do it is to like uh, take take a wing off so they can't fly out of the out of Uh-oh. the uh, deal, and then they kind of bounce around in the in the uh, terrarium until one of the mouths finds it. But you know, it, it's 
not a perfect deal. You can also take like a little piece of thread and tie it easily around the fly and, and dangle it down in there until it, uh, until it trips the trap because it, it, it takes the finesse, you know, like, and, and you don't want to do it falsely because too many opens and closes that the, the plant has a finite amount of energy. So if you do it, if, if you do it falsely too many times, you know, you can kill the plant. So, um, wait, so, the it, so you can't just drop the fly in there. It has to kind of fly in na- more naturally. It will not eat a dead fly. You know what oh. I mean? Like it has, it, it, it requires, the, no, it requires the fly to be alive and it has to brush across at least two of the little sensors, you know, sensory deals on the, on the trap. But I'm gonna tell you when it closes, it closes. And it's, it's an interesting process because like they, it, it has a, uh, chemical that just, it, it just eats away at the fly. Yeah. You it know, just it, melts them down. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And you can see this kind of solid turn to a liquid and it, and it like, there's a little uh, like shadow of liquid that goes down into the plant. That it's pretty interesting looking. What? Just slowly decomposing the live fly in front of your eyes. Um, yeah. The so I guess that technically maybe makes it a hyper predator. Maybe not technically, but in some way hyper predator, which I've always talked about with pelicans. They're one of the few animals that again, yeah, eats their prey while yeah. they are uh, still alive. Wow. Did yeah. I look? This is why we love Chef Johnson. Always <laughs> teaching us new things. Here on Off the Bench, uh, let's get to some of these. Yeah, like Greg Monchef just gets more interesting every time he comes on. I agree. Hashtag munchies. Just got a new smoker for Christmas. Can I get some, some Louis Armstrong or something underneath Jacob at a nice old level? Hashtag munchies. Just got a new smoker for Christmas. Any tips for a first-time user? Um, it depends on what kind of smoker it is. You know, if it's a pellet smoker, you got to keep the got to keep the pellet, um, the, the uh, fire pin clean yes like a lot of people a lot of people people forget to do that and you can catch a smoker on fire with that if you're not keeping that that fire rod clean on a uh just a regular smoker you know like a lot of people tend to want to clean their smoker and i i leave my you know like i I clean the grates of my smoker but i leave the smoker on the outside like i leave that stuff dirty um sometimes it helps like heavier smoke attached to it and leaves the lighter smoke inside uh floating around a little bit I, i Maybe just a bit of a wives' tale in there or such, but uh, you know, I've, I've always kept my 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 smoker somewhat dirty. Um, oh. I, I just I, I don't know. It's one of those things. I think that it works better. It kind of insulates a little bit better. It, it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I just, uh, I think that, uh, that, you know, like the walls of the smoker are, works better when it's, it's got some, some uh, soot and, and stuff on it. So. Hashtag munchies. I'm struggling to get that savory flavor of sausage to come through in my gumbo. Any tips to correct that? So a lot of people will, um, you know, put their sausage in, and and, and um, so I, I sweat my sausage first, and I always sweat the sausage until it's crispy on the outside, I and I mean crispy, because what happens is if you if you um, if you just put the sausage in and sweat it a little bit, and it's still got a lot of fat in there, that fat drains out into the into the gumbo later on and that, that fat coats your your palate right 
and if you if you render all the fat out and then make your your uh, some people will make a roux out of that, right? So I, I every once in a while I'll put I'll put my flour in with that and then add my roux. So it's kind of like a, a mock roux, if you will, because hmm. um, you know I bake my roux. But yeah. if I if I'm rendering um, fat out of my out of my uh, sausage, I'll put a little flour in there to kind of start it as well, and and so that way that fat has something to absorb to, and then later on add my dark flavorful roux. And what that does is it it pulls the flavor of the fat into the into the flour and allows the allows the flavor of the sausage to pull through. Because that's a problem I've run into as well, right? Where I've tried to boil the fat out of the sausage, but it ends up a little rubbery. Yeah. But yeah. I've done the opposite where I've just cooked it in there and it just ruined everybody's stomachs and made them blow up the bathroom. Yeah. I, you know, I think you got to be patient with it too. You know, like leave your sausage lay flat. A lot of people crowd their crowd their pan. Um, you know, you got to put a little bit of sausage in at a time and get it crisp and then put a little bit more in. You got to take your time with it. If you put all your sausage in, you got three three inches of sausage laying on top of each other. It's just going to steam, and and that steam, you, you know, like you're not getting the same caramelization on the on the outside of the sausage, as you you know. So get a bigger pan if you can, and start the sausage out with with less, uh, you know, less height and more more width, and so that you're getting uh, less crowding in the pan. You want as much surface area touching the hot hot bottom as you can. Uh, I, Chef, I think it does beg the question: Do you do you sweat the sausage daily? <laughs> uh, hashtag munchie. Uh, what does Chef prepare for New Year's Day lunch or dinner? Um, you know, every once in a while I'll go with the traditional. Um, you know, like uh, uh, what do you call it? The um, uh, corned beef and cabbage, or whatnot. But um, yeah, the health and wealth I, I and everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, if, if I do something, it's going to be that. Um, other than that, man, it's it's you know New Year's New Year's is uh, not one that I don't I don't set uh, New Year's resolutions because I don't like to dis- disappoint myself. Yeah, you know? no, it's fair. So, yeah, I, 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 if I'm going to change something in myself, I'm going to start it and you know whenever I feel it happening and and then and then go with it. And that's not going to happen on New Year's Eve with a you know a bottle of champagne or a glass of bourbon in my hand. So I feel like New Year's resolutions just get kind of beat out of you as you age, right? Yeah, right. When you're yeah. younger, you're like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do this. I'm definitely going to do this. But yeah. then, yeah, eventually you learn. It just makes for a grouchy January, really. So yeah. and it's cold weather as it is. I don't want to be grouchy and cold in, in January. Yeah, and you got like the whole year staring down at you too. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Man. Yeah. Um, the more sweaty December comes back around, and the, you know you, you start thinking about New Year's, and all of a sudden you know like shoot, man, I I didn't get done last year. What I did, you know, I'll just avoid all that. And, yeah, yeah, eat some eat some corned beef. Hell yeah, dude! I uh, love corned beef. Hashtag munchies, propane or charcoal grill? Uh, you know, I, I I guess charcoal. You know, I I I, I like the quick ease of propane. Um, but if I'm if I'm looking for some uh, you know like character in my in, in, in the in the barbecue, I'll put uh, charcoal and a little wood in there too. You know, so that it's kind mm-hmm. of wood fired. I really like the you know like I, I like the flavor of like a pecan or a hickory or, so, or so, a dense wood in with the charcoal, so that it has a little bit more character to it. Hashtag Munchies favorite citrus to cook with, and what's your favorite meal to make with it? Uh, pomelos are really good, and and uh, like caracara oranges are, are exceptional. They're they're both hybrids of, of other citrus, and um, I you know if if I'm you know like a, a barbecue for a chicken, 
um, I'll put a I'll put a carrot carrot orange in into because it's not highly acidic like a lemon. It's not uh, you know super sour. It's got some sweet. It has like grapefruit tones in it. Um, it kind of takes several fruits and blends it all together into something that's really really um, charismatic. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> hashtag munchies. Uh, sorry, I got like a little emoji thing. Uh, ask Chef Michael how he likes that fresh Gulf seafood from my brother, Cliff Hall at Fortune Sea, or from my brother-in-law, Cliff Hall at Fortune Seafood. Oh yeah, Cliff's my guy, man. He's he's got some great seafood. Just, uh, you guys seen me carrying the tuna line with the baby, the blue the bluefin tuna? Uh, no, I've not seen this. No, well, I, I had posted one that is me holding this bluefin tuna like it's a baby, and uh, mm. you know, Cliff Cliff. Uh, Actually, Cliff is the guy that had me out with the oysters. Oh, day. yes, that's uh, right. That's right. I knew I yeah. recognized the name. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy, great family, and uh, he's got good quality seafood, too. So really, really enjoyed doing business with him. Uh, <laughs> chef, since we're talking about New Year's resolutions all in the chat, and obviously that's coming in the next couple of days, Like, is there maybe an easier way to start that New Year's resolution? Like as far as what you would – I know meal prep, you lose kind of some of the nutrients of it, and so I'm not a fan – of that, yeah. like, what would you recommend for somebody that's trying to maybe change and get back on track? You know, it, it's all about kind of muscle memory, if you will. You know, like, it, it, I, I don't suggest like trying to start it all of one day. Yeah, I think you, you like you have to prepare for it mentally and start going through the actions and and, and practicing it. You know, practice makes perfect, and you know, practicing practice going to the store is something that, that requires practice. You know, yeah. like, don't go right. while you're hungry. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm, I'm as I'm as susceptible as anybody. Once I get to the store and I'm hungry, I'm grabbing stuff that's cooking quick, right? And right, and we're all susceptible to that. So if you go without the hunger pains, you know, you go and and make yourself the list and follow the list and lay it out ahead of time. You know, everybody thinks they can go to the store and and uh, oh yeah, oh, I got this, I got this, and then you forget what your list is, and you, you know you're getting getting sidetracked uh, by the by the bright and shiny new stuff that they have, you know, and. There's a the, the people at the grocery. They have a psychological, you know, warfare for you know getting people to buy stuff that they don't need. So yeah, you got to go true. into the store with a plan. Um, and I, you know, I think that you have to prepare that ahead of time. You know, do your do your uh, research on it and understand what it what it, what you're trying to accomplish and get into the mindset of it. Start practicing it. You know, as in all things, prior preparation prevents poor performance, uh, especially yep. in the kitchen, Jeff. You're the man. Thank you so much. I guess uh, we will see you in 2024. Very happy holidays. I hope you had a wonderful. How was your Christmas? You had a good one. Good one. Yeah, good. Yeah, I spent it with my spent it with my kids, all three of my kids, and two hey. boyfriends, and and made made dinner for them. And and uh, I'm actually in Missouri right now with my with brought my kids up here to see my parents. And I uh, got a little snow on the way up. It, actually, uh, it was pretty shady little drive <laughs> to come Wait. north from Kansas City. Jeff, that's interesting. How did you get your kids to accept the fact that you're dating two men at once? <laughs> They're very open-minded, <laughs> All right, Jeff, you have a great day and a very happy New Year. We'll see you in 2024. Bye. Uh, don't forget to sweat that sausage, folks. Um, don't forget that it's Rose Bowl time, baby. If you want to gamble on the Rose Bowl, you want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That's right. Time for the parade in Pasadena. Uh, and it's one of the best. I mean, are you kidding me? Alabama, Michigan in the Rose Bowl, the granddad of them all. And right now, if you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code Baton Rouge, bet $5 on college football. You get $150 in bonus bets instantly. 
right away, y'all. Okay, you're a winner, win or lose, no matter what. Um, if you're a returning customers, look, obviously, money lines, parlays, uh, betting live, if you're just kicking with the homies, multi-game parlays, same game parlays, every way to play is there on DraftKings. It's safe and secure. You get your money in and out whenever you want. Um, and it's the best place to play because it's more fun when you're in on the action. So don't forget, the crown is yours. If you're signed up for the first time, promo code Baton Rouge, $5 in college football, $150 in bonus bets instantly to play with. Only the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms to sportsbook.draftkings.com. Such football terms. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem code 100 Gambler 1 800 426 2537. All right. When we get back, more off the bench. Off the bench with Hester and T Bob. All Star Toyota Baton Rouge.com. All Star Toyota of Baton Rouge.com. Um. If you need some work done on your vehicle, uh, you want to go check out the body shop over there at All-Star Toyota. All makes models, not just Toyotas. It's fantastic. All the airline Goodwood, very conveniently located. Um, shuttle service, rental cars right there inside. Factory parts, free estimates, uh, great lines, communication, text updates. It's one of my favorite parts about owning a Toyota from All-Star is that service department. So go in today and mention T-Bob, Jake, OTB, whatever, and they are monitoring this. If you want to help with the homies, it helps as well. Uh, you mentioned any of that, you get $100 towards your deductible. Also, Toyota Baton Rouge, also ToyotaBatonRouge.com. And speaking of New Year's, if you're going on a quick trip, always remember per day rental prices over at All Star. So go check out what they have available. Remember, the full fleet is available. So go ahead and reserve that vehicle today. You can find all that information on their homepage, AllStarToyotaBatonRouge.com. <laughs> With Hester and T-Bub on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge and 94.7 ESPN Alexandria. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Beck. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome back. OTB. Hour number three. Hanging out with you today. Uh, what are we? What, 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 what are we what thinking, is boys? Today? Uh, I, I think it's Thursday. Thursday. I think it's Thursday. So we have tomorrow's show in which uh, we we should you know continue to break down the upcoming playoff games because everything's going down. Like we'll do tomorrow's show. Uh, there is whiskey and wine Monday at Don Juan. So if anybody wants to come and get, you're probably what gonna time? Be Wait, what terribly time is that hungover. game? Eleven a.m. Oh boy, doors open at ten thirty. So if you're, you're going to be terribly hungover, okay, because it's going to be after New Year's Eve, you know what the best thing to do is? To come get... Hair of the dog. Yeah, some a lot of hair of the dog in you at 11 a.m. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is the next time that we're, like, we'll, we'll be on Marb, and then after that, we're not going to talk again until after those... Um, oh, that's true. Until after all those big games. So tomorrow will be a big preview day, talk a little mm, Saints. Wow. We previewed a lot today. Uh, what bowl games do we have coming up tonight to watch? Because like oh, so I said, we won't have a show on Monday. Started. Yeah, you're right. No, we don't have okay. a show Monday. Okay, okay, dude. No, I'm doing. What um, day is a sugar bowl? I should probably find that. Now. I got the whiskey and the vine. 
And then I believe uh, I'm going to do some snaps reactions a bit later in the day. So I'm going to be a tired. I'm going to be very drunk on camera all day long. I'll be a little tired boy on January uh, the 2nd on that Tuesday coming in. Texas and Washington doesn't start until 745 that night. And I got to cover that one. I got to do post game for that bad boy. Yeah, I think we are too. Probably not as long as you though. Um, well, we got to do on the field interviews ooh, with the players. Ooh. Oh, because it's the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's, it is a it's a mad dash after some of these games because you're not guaranteed anything. You just have to like basically, hey, Mister, the players and coaches, like you got to go to them and like stick your microphone like Ugh, hate it in front of their face and try hate to. It. My so least favorite thing, like you, you say. try to hope that you have like relationships with every team. So like I'm going to try to lead on some of those if Texas wins. If Washington wins, I got nothing. Um, Just hey, mister. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, have you ever had to do that? I've not. Yeah, it's a... It's a I do know that uh, in gosh. early radio, you know, I used to be at all like the Saints media availability and I used to uh, spend a lot of time in that building and recording audio and everything. And I loathed being in the locker room. Yeah. I'm not really a reporter. I'm trying to think. You know? Yeah, we went into the locker room after the natty. I'm here to make juvenile Georgia. sex jokes. And. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Say something about who should play quarterback. Yeah. I don't like asking. Like I don't know. I just don't like being in those rooms. It's very adversarial a lot of times. Um, a bit different if you're on like the sideline or anything, but but still, yeah, I've not done it. But you know, I'm not not close to it. I'd like to get some sideline work sometime eventually. Uh, coming up tonight, well, with how much you just said you loved it, I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, coming up tonight, uh, we got the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, SMU and Boston College. I would expect tonight. That's starting in like an hour. Um, uh, this it? afternoon, the Bad Boys Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, Rutgers Miami in New York, sneaky good. Okay, Miami team with some star power. Even though they suck, Mario Cristobal trying to get three games above 500. Can he do it? Everybody's waiting with bated breath. Uh, Rutgers kind of good this year playing in New York. I like that. But then we got a couple of good ones in the night on 545. Uh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl, NC State, Kansas State. Not only does the trophy have two slots built in yeah. for Pop-Tarts, but as I understand it, the mascot will be in a suit that is edible. Edible, yeah. So hopefully the winning team, like a swarm of locusts, will descend upon the 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 yeah. the, the, the Pop Tart Man afterwards and eat him. And then when they when they come away, it's just gonna be like the bones out of like a piranha yeah. or something. Are we going uh, toaster strudel or Pop Tart? I'm Team Pop Tart. Pop Tart. Pop Tart. Yeah, wild berry, specifically wild berry. Oh wow, that's brown sugar cinnamon. But... Yeah, brown sugar cinnamon. But you know, nobody's perfect. Look, wild berry. You never have you ever had wild? Look, berry? I'm gonna turn wild, wild berry. I mean, down, strawberry. Strawberry's better. Strawberry's than wild berry better. Anyway. Cherry's probably better too. Yeah. Then wild allowed, berry. I wasn't allowed to have that growing up. Mm, you couldn't have pop tarts. Hold up. Dancing mom. Dance mom. Oh, you couldn't wow. have pop tarts. I could not. Dance well, mom. What are yeah. you gonna do? No what pop you tarts. Do? No. What was the other option? Toaster strudel. Toaster strudel. I probably ate more toaster strudels growing up. I think toaster strudel is more that of like. feels like you. I think mm -hmm. pop tarts kind of took But over. also a pop tart inside of cargo shorts that's been there for a minute oh, also yeah. feels like you. Well, yeah. pop tarts travel better than toaster strudels. Oh, they sure. could last through a, a nuclear war. Yeah. I think pop tarts kind of took over for our generation, like my generation. I think we were pop tarts mostly. A toaster strudel wasn't as prevalent, I think. I think it was more in like the early 2000s, like oh, late 90s. Crush a pop tart. So. 
What were you allowed to have as breakfast? I mean, all protein, like eggs and... Eggs, oatmeal, maybe some biscuits because they were easy to grab going to school. Maybe some biscuits. Sounds fun. Yeah. Muffins. Yeah. English muffins. muffin does have protein. I love English muffins. Yeah. I mean, to so. be fair, they're delicious. Um, hey, my mom taught me right. Yeah. Hey, look. I mean, look. It's better than ending up, uh, you know, unhealthy and out of shape and so slamming true. Pop-Tarts every morning. So, yeah. I mean, Maybe that's uh, why the, where the Husky jeans come in. But how about this as a nightcap? So we have uh, NC State, Kansas State, the Pop-Tart Bowl, a good game. But then Arizona and Oklahoma. It's one of the best games we have. Let's go, dude. Uh, Alamo Bowl. Both teams from last year's Alamo Bowl are in the college football playoff, playing each other in the Sugar Bowl. This is where Texas and Washington oh, were wow. a year ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... That's a little springboard. And both these teams, Arizona, and people probably don't appreciate what Arizona did this year. Like, in their losses, overtime loss on the road against Mississippi State, mm -hmm. overtime loss on the road against USC, and then a one-score loss to Washington. It's a really good football team. And Oklahoma, like, this is now the start of Jackson-Arnold. Also, if Arizona and Mississippi State played today, Arizona would smash. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go ahead, and when we get back, we'll close out the show with a little Ask the Bench. Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. with Hester and T-Bob on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge and 94.7 ESPN Alexandria. Oh, man, we forgot to play uh, the number one darts player walkout. Ah, and Ricky Hatton. It's fine. Yeah, me. We can do it tomorrow. We can do it tomorrow. Got to be better. It's got to be better. Um, yeah, got to do more attention to detail yeah. for myself. Yeah. It's bad. Jesse, have you ever had biscuits and gravy? Like white sausage gravy? I prefer not to eat it. Oh, it's so good. Wow, it's so good. That's biscuit, my absolute favorite. Biscuit sausage, man. It's my Ooh, sausage. Mm. Oh, you don't like sausage? No. What What gave you the idea she didn't like it? Was it the you before she said it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, how are you feeling during that conversation, during that, all that Michael Johnson talk? Or you need some about sweating his sausage and whatnot? I was not having it. I... God, I love sausage. I pick out the sausage in my red beans and rice. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. That's. I think sausage is the premier meat. So this is I a bit upsetting agree. to me. It's the tastiest of all meats. I would um, agree. The, the Baton Rouge Farmer's Market downtown that they have on Saturdays was awesome on oh, Christmas yeah. Eve the other day or whenever oh, it was. It was, how, it, good? it was great, but oh my God. I wish I could credit the farm, but I can't remember the time I had. But that breakfast sausage I bought. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What if Jesse was here so on a Monday? So fresh, so fine, she so said, divine. What she just said. We're dev on. Oh, with Mal, yeah, Monday. Oh, I see him at the games every single time, <laughs> and I'm like, I know exactly who you are. Yeah. Front row. Yep. Mm -mm. As a you're running by Cold Crush Live, Vizier, Art Tilted, Blue Moon Lights, guys, to treat. Also, remember, if you're feeling old, andropause, menopause, facial aging, whatever the case may be, don't have that energy you used to, workouts not hitting like they used to, weight gain, insomnia, whatever, go to Rajumi Medical, okay? Baton Rouge, Slidell, Metairie, now Shreveport as well. Get that free consultation. Let me draw your labs and then get you exactly where you want to be. RajumiMedical.com. 
Um, favorite type of fireworks? I don't, I don't know. That's fine. Roman candle? Oh, I love a good Roman oh, yeah. candle. Yeah. Texas pop rocket, like those my, little tiny bottle rockets. I used to fight fire yeah, one another. Fights, huh? I mean, Roman my brother, yeah. yeah, Roman candle. Oh, Absolutely. Good. M80s, uh, throwing M80s at each other. Throw them in the water. Yeah. Watch them blow. Yeah. Um, do you know that Disney spends $50,000 a day on fireworks? I believe it. Disney World. I, I thought it'd be more, actually. Yeah, true. Honestly. How much is that per year, though? It's a lot. Lots ten, of money. We have 10 seconds, though. So, you know. No, 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 I can get it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I can't get it. Five seconds. Because I can't. $50 million a year on fireworks. It's Call not. Day. It's 18 points. Off the bench with him.